Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 25 of Chat Disney. the chat disney podcast as tash and i said last week we will be continuing with our special d23 2019 series so this is the second part of everything that was revealed in anaheim we've got all that to look forward to we're also going to be ending the episode with a live trailer reaction of the new live action lady and the tramp but very quickly let's have a look at what else has been happening in the world of disney so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge finally opened in Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World last week and guests have been very uh, active on Twitter and Instagram posting their first glimpse of that land within Hollywood Studios and at the moment it looks pretty much identical to Galaxy's Edge in California. There's no real differences um, but yeah massively exciting that that is now opening on that coast. Definitely. Sticking with Galaxy's Edge, I'm sure those of you that have been following it on social media have been seeing the Coke bottles um, that they are selling in the parks. Um, They're the little circle ones. They look a bit like spherical weapons (laughs) for that reason. They have been banned from all flights, whether it be in the hold or in your hand luggage. Um, The TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, have said that these bottles are not permitted to be taken on flights. So, Unfortunately, if you do grab yourself one of the one of these as a souvenir, you will not be able to bring it home if you are flying. Even if it's in your luggage. Even if it's in your luggage. Even if it's got the lid off, you're not allowed to take them. Wow. Because it looks like a replica of a weapon. But doesn't a lightsaber look like a weapon? I don't know. Maybe it's only specific types of weapons. How <laughs> strange. Who knows? And that's pretty much everything that's been happening this week. We're now going to move on to the main part of the episode, chatting about everything else that happened at the D23. So as Tash and I discussed last week, the D23 Expo is a conference that happens every other year. Uh, The first ever D23 was in 2009, so this was the 10th anniversary of the D23 in Anaheim. And last week we focused on everything that had been revealed on the Friday of the conference. We're now going to be chatting about everything that was announced on the Saturday and Sunday. And I think for me, I don't know about you, Tash, but the panel I was most excited about was Parks. Yes, definitely. I think looking through all the news that I kind of have, most of it is Parks related. Absolutely. So Parks was um, on the Sunday um, I was at a, a beer garden actually trying to live stream it because that's how much I wanted to see what was going to be announced. <laughs> I was at home from the comfort of my living room, uh, although I much rather would have been at the conference itself. Oh, definitely. So should we get straight into parks because we know that's what most people are excited about. Let's. So I guess one of the biggest ones is there's a lot of updates coming to Epcot. Um, which is very exciting, but as we have already discussed um, with my trip to Disney World next year, Ooh. I am a little apprehensive about what is going to be affected. Um, so, yeah, hopefully not too much. Um, I guess I'm just going slightly a couple of years to, in advance, yeah, but I think anyway. it'll be okay. I think um, realistically, not, none of these 
updates are going to be there, of course not. But I don't think that there'll be too much destruction yeah. for your visit in February. Definitely. I agree. Cool. So Epcot. We discussed last week that we're getting a new Moana attraction, although we actually have more information about that now and it doesn't look like a ride in the traditional sense at all. However, all is not lost. The United Kingdom Pavilion in World Showcase is getting its very first attraction, which is pretty big news. Um, There's going to be a new area situated just off the United Kingdom Pavilion called Cherry Tree Lane. So no prizes for guessing. There is going to be the first ever Walt Disney Mary Poppins attraction within that park. About time. (laughs) It's been a long time waiting. I'm very, very excited to see how they do this because I love the aesthetic of Cherry Tree. Cherry Tree Lane. Um, Definitely. So I'm really excited to see what they do with this. Obviously, I haven't been to the World Showcase. So it's one of those things I always hear people talk about. And I'm trying not to do too much research of it in terms of images and things. But I can't kind of place how it all comes together in my head. So for me, trying to see how this fits into the World Showcase is quite hard. Well, impossible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, the United Kingdom section of the World Showcase looks just like the UK. Wow. There's red uh, telephone boxes, thatch roofs. Lovely. That's just what it's like everywhere. And Cadbury's chocolate costs about a fiver. Oh, nice. Lovely. Yeah. Um, I think what's quite funny is that everyone you speak to that has... Um, you know, that's not from the US, that has um, their country depicted within World Showcase, whether that's China, France, whatever, they're like, yeah, my pavilion sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> all stereotypes. Exactly. I mean, obviously, I went to visit you in China. It'll be really interesting to see what you think of the Chinese one as well. And I've been to Paris and I've been to lots of the cities that are depicted. And I do think that all of the others look accurate. So I think perhaps if you've just been to London, maybe you would look at the UK pavilion and think, oh, yeah, it looks just like it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. But anyway, moving swiftly on. (laughs) And so, Tash, obviously, you've just hinted um, there about your upcoming trip. And we've said before on this podcast that it's really difficult for me to articulate to you kind of how Epcot is structured because you've got the World Showcase with all of these different country pavilions and that's pretty straightforward. And then you've kind of just got this miscellaneous area called Future World and within that you've got other pavilions like the Seas and the Imagination Pavilion and the Land and it's, in my mind, super disorganised and it was in need of a bit of an update. Mm-hmm, definitely. So... They have done that for us. They have indeed. So they are bringing together, I think it's four more, what, like lands, areas? What do you yeah. call, what does one call that? Well, at the moment, I mean, it's a, they're going to be lands. Um, at the moment, it's an area. So uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Epcot, you walk in and you've got like this really just vast area um and it's so confusing that people have started to say like future world east future world west because people have just started naming it that themselves because it's literally like going into the magic kingdom and the whole thing just being the magic kingdom like there's no um identifiers for the different areas it's super confusing so yeah they've split future world up into four individual lands right so this is all making more sense now so those lands are world nature yeah world discovery yeah and world celebration isn't there one more 
I think it's those four, including World Showcase. So there'll be four oh, in total. I see. Okay, yeah, perfect. Um, that makes sense to me. I mean, World Nature, I, I, straight away, I think of the seas, the land. Right. And then what was the other? World one? Discovery. Okay, so World Discovery is going to be Mission Space um, and probably Test Track, I would assume as well. And then World Celebration. So World Celebration will be that central plaza where you've got spaceship earth and they are actually building a three-story um kind of bar like a rooftop bar there as well which sounds a little bit crazy um but there's going to be a viewing area so that you can watch the fireworks over the world showcase and that's going to be in celebration too so they have released some images of maps of what how you can see like they've kind of color grouped it so you can see where the different worlds are um but yeah it's as I say, it's difficult for me to talk about APCOP because I can't visualise it in my head. Yeah, of course. I think I really like it and I really like the names. I think that, you know, they, they've taken a nod from World Showcase. World Showcase works. Like, you haven't been, but you're very clear in your head what World Showcase is. It works as a name. And I think using that into world celebration, world nature, I, it, to me, it makes perfect sense. And, um, yeah, much welcome update, I think. Definitely. While we're talking about Epcot, one of the reveals that I kind of thought was one of the nicest things that they announced is they are putting in a new Walt statue in Epcot. Um, I can't remember where they said this is going to be placed. I know they did say, but it will be obviously the second statue. I think when you kind of think of the Walt statue, you think of the famous one that's often in front of the castle, um, whichever park you go to where he's holding hands with Mickey and he's got his suitcase. This one is one and it's just of Walt. He is kind of sitting down, looks very relaxed. And it's just, again, a lovely homage to the man himself. I think it's really sad as well because they said that the kind of the idea behind it was that Epcot, you know, we've said before on this podcast, was the project he never got to see. It was his real kind of love, passion project and he's looking at it yeah and they've got it so that it's situated in that new world celebration area and he's just looking at his creation and that just yeah brought a bit of a tear to my eye and there are a lot of people on social media that are quite skeptical about this statue and they're saying oh great they're just turning this into the magic kingdom and i disagree with that with regards to the statue however a moana attraction bringing the Mary Poppins attraction into United Kingdom. We're also getting a Ratatouille attraction within the French Pavilion and a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. And we're also getting a, a new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster in Epcot as well, um, which sounds terrifying. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but it does just feel like they're shoehorning Disney characters into this park as much as they possibly can. And that's kind of not what Epcot's really about. Um, there was a big uproar when Anna and Elsa were, were put into Frozen Ever After in the Norway Pavilion, because obviously that movie is not set in Norway, it's set in a fictional town. Um, so yeah, the, the cynic in me is a little bit like, Epcot was meant to be an educational place, it wasn't Disney in the traditional sense, there was a couple of character meet and greets and that was about it, and it's like everywhere you turn now, the rides are being made Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. So the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I'm really excited about this, but also petrified because there's one element of this coaster that just makes me feel quite sick. So it's a launch coaster, which you know, Tash, I'm not very good at. No. But as the name would suggest, this is a reverse 
launch. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Which, even thinking about it, makes all of the little hairs on my neck feel sick. Uh, yeah, I'm trying... Mm. Imagine feeling like you're strapped in and then three, two, one, and you go backwards. backwards. I would hate that. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. I kind of feel the motion of it would be less... Wouldn't it be like stomach jerking? Oh no, I feel like a punch to the stomach, like a backwards recoil. Do you? Yeah. I think that the actual coaster yeah. itself will be really fun because obviously, you know, we've spoken about Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout before and how they use that 80s soundtrack on the attraction. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be almost like a rock and roller coaster kind yeah. of attraction obviously with elements from that movie. I really hope that we get this in Paris. I think that's a great idea to put a spin on it because we haven't had that before, a launch coaster that goes backwards. No, certainly not at Disney. No. I'm sure it exists somewhere, but yeah, we definitely no. don't have it at a Disney park. Do we know, so this is one of the updates I didn't really pay too much attention to. Do we know anything else about this so far? No, at the moment, all we know is it's a Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. It's going to be situated in Epcot. And it's got a reverse launch, and it's called Cosmic Rewind. Okay, interesting. Yeah, watch this. Space. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I mean, I love ah, Guardians. Cosmic Rewind. That's why you go backwards. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's called Excellent. Rewind. And um, and final bit of Epcot news: there's going to be a brand new firework display at Epcot, and it's gonna have a section that features. Hercules. Again, about time. So underrated. Oh, massively so. I think that Hercules is, I've said this last week on the podcast, I think it's probably one of the most underrated Disney movies of all time. Absolutely. So seeing a bit more presence within those parks is nothing but a good thing. And again, tapping into that 90s millennial audience. Definitely. We just love it, don't we? We do indeed. Let's move over to the original park and let's talk about Disneyland. So there are a couple of updates um, and announcements from Disneyland. So I think one of the biggest ones was the all-new parade that is going to be coming, um, I think is next year. Um, it's called Magic Happens. It's going to be featuring some new floats. Um, they've released some concept art for a Moana float, which looks really cool. We've kind of got the big wave behind her, which I think lends itself very nicely to a Disney float. And Coco as well. So this is obviously going to be sort of a Disney Pixar parade um yeah both look very cool and i think you mentioned earlier that the music is being done by todrick hall it is indeed which i'm a massive todrick hall fan um love his work and obviously he does quite a lot of stuff on his youtube channel that's heavily inspired by um disney movies and disney songs and things like that but i did think it was quite controversial that disney would take somebody like todrick hall to get to write the music i mean he is so talented and i cannot think of a better person But a lot of his content has quite um, taboo and sometimes adult themes. So I did think that it was a very bold move from Disney, but I fully support it. What do you make of the title of the new parade, Tash, Magic Happens? Magic Happens. I think it's a bit meh. It's a bit um, cliche. But then a lot of the names are cliche, aren't they? It made me think of like an expletive happens. Like, oh, okay, right. I'm catch my drift. Yeah. Like a, a poop. Well, maybe that's happens. what the music's going to be about. <laughs> maybe that's why they like Todrick on board because of adult themes. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. Now you're saying it kind of, yeah, it sounds a bit lewd. Like, this is where the magic happens, but in a bit of a saucy way. <laughs> oh, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Who knows? Who knows? Indeed. Yeah. Maybe so, I'll change that. <laughs> yeah. 
indeed. And um, so, Tash, you were talking about the original park there. We had some updates for the original Disneyland in Anaheim and also Walt Disney World in Florida. Both are going to be getting Minnie and Mickey's Railway, um, an attraction that we have spoken about on this podcast previously. We finally got some concept art for how the entrance of the attraction is going to look. Um, to be honest, especially the entrance on the Chinese theatre, I personally feel that it just cheapens the whole area. Yeah, I would agree with you as well. This is not an update I'm particularly looking forward to, although it does sound quite cool, um, kind of immerses you into the world of some of the Mickey shorts. So I'm quite interested to see how they do it, but I do agree with you. I think it's an unnecessary attraction. I don't like the style of Mickey and Minnie that they've gone for, oh, that modern I hate versions. It. Yeah. You know how I feel about it too. Absolutely. I don't like it. But yeah. And also I think, you know, I'm never going to get on board with that because it's replaced the great movie ride in Florida and that's just tragic. Um, other things that are happening in Florida, Disney Springs, um, home to Cirque du Soleil. There is going to be a new Cirque du Soleil show. And for the first time in forever, it is going to be featuring a Disney narrative, which I'm just like about time I know I think this sounds amazing definitely I've actually never seen any of the Cirque du Soleil performances anywhere in the world um, including Florida and so you should go when you go in February obviously the Disney one won't be ready but I think it's Lanuba that's on there at the moment or I don't know that might be wrong okay yeah there'll be something yeah I think they're starting to preview the Disney one in March 2020 and then it's going to be properly premiered in april next year so if you are going next year then definitely do oh, what? tickets oh you just i know it. i just miss it how annoying oh, is that, that? Is i'm absolutely gutted annoying. yep one of the other things we talked about with walt disney world last week was the star wars hotel which is going to try and say the word again the how 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 what's the ship called how can, how can oh, that ship, ship, I think, is fictional. That ship is fictional. I oh, think okay. it's well, for this. As a non-Star Wars fan, I thought it was from Star Wars, you would think. As a fair weather Star Wars fan, fan weather, I've Star never Wars heard fan. it before. I <laughs> okay, think, well, I there think we go. my knowledge is that yeah. it's for this okay. attraction. Yeah. So we do know a little bit more about this. and it, it sounds like a good concept, but it also sounds a bit... I don't know, it almost sounds a little bit Black Mirror to me. So it <laughs> basically... They've said it's going to kind of connect what goes on in the park to the hotel. So you can kind of continue your story that happens in the park with the hotel. We know there's going to be some sort of transport that takes you between the two. Um, can I just caveat that? Do we know yet? We might. We, it might be out there. We might just not know it personally. But when you say the park, do you mean Galaxy's Edge? I'm assuming it's Galaxy's Edge. It has Edge, to be. Yeah. You're not going to be picked up from, from like, Frozen Ever After. No, and then oh, you're on your Star Wars journey. Yeah. No, so yeah. Galaxy's Edge. So, um, yeah, so we did talk a little bit about last week about how the hotel is going to be very interactive. You can do the stay on the actual ship itself. We talked a little bit about what that's going to be like. I think it's going to be very claustrophobic. Well, we did think that, but we've actually got some more insight now. And it doesn't sound how it first sounded to mm-hmm. me, I think, now that we've got this more clarity. So essentially, this galactic star cruiser, to me, what it sounds like is a cruise ship, really. <laughs> but maybe with a younger demographic. Um the experience is two nights, three days, and you do have to stay 
on board and you do get one stop off which is why it makes me think of a cruise yeah and that's at Batu, i think which again i mean i'm assuming this is galaxy's edge i don't think they're building a star wars experience just for this although i could be wrong um so to me in my mind i'm m- much more clear now on what this looks like i could be wrong though so don't take this <laughs> gospel but to me it's you get on a galaxy's edge you check in, there's characters and things on board the ship and all of the cast members are on board the ship. It's a bit like a secret I cinema. I was literally just about to say that. Like it sounds like a very immersive interactive Absolutely. Experience. And then you go to your room, which I don't think now that it's kind of... Because I was thinking, and it's funny actually, because I was talking to my grumpy boyfriend about this who is a massive diehard Star Wars fan and he was actually listening to last week's episode of the podcast and um he was like you two are idiots because obviously you and i were oh it's going to be claustrophobic it's going to be small blah 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 blah. we were thinking of like a little millennium falcon yeah little and he was like no he was like the death stars the size of a planet like he was (laughs) like i think it's a galactic star cruiser he was like it sounds to me like it's a big a massive ship with cabins so again like a cruise oh okay yeah i see because i was imagining like i was gonna have to like bend to get in that's what i was kind of thinking (laughs) as well okay now he says that that makes so much more sense exactly so i think it's gonna be you know when you look at the death star in the movies it's got these you know 50 floors i think it's gonna look like that yeah that's how they can pull it off as a hotel I think you're probably right. I think he is probably right. He is right. He's given me this insight. The one time he listens to Chad Disney, he's like, you morons. (laughs) Um, Yeah. For the feedback, Chris. Exactly. So I think it's going to be a bit more like that. And I did hear on the Theme Park Trader podcast, so full credit to them for this, if this is true, that apparently the way that they're going to move you when you check out the hotel and you go for your little day trip or whatever, is in Disney buses, although you're not meant to think they're Disney buses, they're meant to be like little ships that have got blacked out windows. Oh, what? Yeah. That sounds, oh, that is not what I was expecting, some kind of monorail you'd get on and it yeah. would. I yeah. don't know if this is definitely be much more of a sky. Yeah. A bus. Yeah, but that's what, I, <laughs> that's what I heard the guys say on the Theme Park Trader podcast. Okay, so, um, well. We'll see, we'll there see. You go. But I definitely, for one, have a lot more clarity now on what this experience looks like. Yes, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, shall we move over to the Asian parks? Let's. Let's start with Hong Kong Disneyland. So, um, again, a very exciting update for a lot of those regular Hong Kong Disneyland goers. Um, obviously, it is the smallest castle. When I went, I was shocked by how tiny that castle is. We've known for quite some time that that castle is having work done and it is being completely remodeled and they have now announced the name it's going to be the castle of magical dreams it's going to feature a new daytime show a new nighttime show and it's also going to have a bobbity beat bibbity bobbity boutique bibbity 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 bobbity boutique no bibbity boutique no i can't say it can't get my words out today <laughs> so um yeah so it's going to feature one of those as well which will be very exciting i can imagine a lot of the local residents and fast pass holders with children are going to be loving that feature because it goes down very well in shanghai um so yeah so very exciting updates um do you not just feel like um with this castle we know that this is off the back of shanghai of course they were like why do they get a big castle 
Um, and again, I mean, I'm going to say what I said again in our Shanghai episode. It's got a daytime show. It's got a nighttime show. Well, yeah, duh, all castles have that. Like, again, I feel like they're really hamming it up. They are. I do agree. Um, I mean, I think just at the moment, because the Hong Kong Disney castle is basically just a walkthrough. It's basically a fancy arch. So I think that these changes are going to be big to it. But I think in terms of what they could have done, yeah. it's not that. It's nothing we haven't seen already. Yeah, I think, um, didn't they say as well that it's going to be all of the princesses again? So again, Oh, the did same, they? I didn't yeah, I'm pretty sure that they've said, so the same as Shanghai, where it's North Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella's Castle, it's just like a, well, that's the storybook castle, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, this is the castle of magical dreams, so it would yeah, kind of insinuate that. Same. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and Tash, what else has been happening in the news for Hong Kong Disney? So they're also getting a new Frozen Land, um, which again is very exciting. Um, so we already know there's they've released concept art of one attraction, which is the Wandering Ochre Sliding Sleighs. Um, sleds. It, sleds. 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 Sleds or sleds? I thought it was sleds. I thought it was a sled. Oh, who well, knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Time worn um, I like the concept art for this, although it does very much remind me of the Matterhorn. Mm, kind of that. the tracks with the mountain and like all the dips and stuff going as long in and as out. It's more oiled and the seats are roomier. I have no <laughs> issue with that. Who knows? And they're also going to be getting frozen ever after, Ugh, which I can't really can't talk today. They're also going to be getting you're frozen. So excited! I know frozen ever after, which is uh, currently also at Epcot. This really annoyed me because. I was. I feel like the. And I'm just. You know. I'm one of these people that's like the world hates me. But I really feel like they hate British people because we're all sat there during Disney Plus. Like, come on, tell us when we're getting. In all these other countries, someone did a really good tweet where it was like the UK literally has a larger population than Canada, Australia, and New Zealand put together, and they've all had announcements, and we still haven't. Yeah, I know. I don't. It's madness. And then Frozen, Hong Kong, they're like brand new coaster the wandering open sliding sleds or sleighs whatever it's called and they're getting frozen ever after and i'm there like oh i wonder if they'll say anything about disneyland paris's new frozen land nothing no not a peep not a snippet it's so annoying i know, um, I know. yeah they hate us <laughs> they do um but yeah some good changes i think for hong kong which are going to be very very popular um, and then moving over to uh, my favorite park well one of my favorite parks shanghai is it really your favourite? It's not. It's the park I probably feel very... I feel quite protective over Shanghai because I feel like a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, Shanghai, whereas it always have a place dearly in my heart. I feel very fondly towards it. Um, but we've seen now some concept art for Zootopia Land, which is going to be opening. And we've known about this for a while, but they've kind of diverged a little bit about it. We know they're going to be there's going to be new merchandise, entertainment, a lot of dining options. There's also going to be a major attraction which is featuring some very top state of the art technology. We don't know any more about that at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, to me, I think it's maybe going to when they say start the ugh, state of the art technology. I really can't talk today. What is wrong with me? <laughs> You're so excited. Um, I know. Um, instantly, I think of something to do with screens. It's going to be screens. Yeah. Of course it is. Unless it's like a backwards cosmic rewind. Oh, you never know. I can't imagine that. Um, yeah, of course it's going to be screens. Um, final bits of park news. I know there is a lot to take on board. So <laughs> calm ourselves. Um, final little bit. Again, Walt Disney World news. Um, Princess and the Frog is finally getting the recognition in Orlando that it deserves. Obviously, has quite 
a big presence within the Californian Park. Um, there's going to be a Bayou-inspired restaurant at the New Reflections Hotel in Walt Disney World. Yay! I think it sounds exciting. <laughs> I'm really happy about it. I'm happy about it, but then at the same time, I'm like, is this not just a rip-off of Blue Bayou in California? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's exciting. I hope that it's... I, I would like it to be a princess meet and greet with Tiana. Like that would be cool. They should have done Tiana's place. I, that's what I thought when and they Mr. said it. I was like, "This will be amazing." They'll have like a jazz band playing live. That would have been so cool. A bit like the Ralph Brennan Jazz House in California. Yeah, like a mixture of that with Blue Bayou would be awesome. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Who knows? And finally, and this really is finally now for parks. <laughs> the Disney Genie has been announced, which is a Disney planning app that is coming for Walt Disney World. The Disney Genie is going to help you maximise your trip and give you little tips about how to, um, yeah, beat the queues and things like that. Although, this, again, the sceptic in me is like, you know, there's that thing of like, oh, walk around the park anti-clockwise because everyone else goes clockwise. If you tell everyone that, then like, it doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen some things as well, like people think there's going to be a charge for it and stuff, which I just think is... I don't know what you'll be able to get from that, which you can't already get from sources online. So yeah, like us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. And that really, really is it now in terms of D23 Park News. So lots to digest there, um, especially for Walt Disney World and Epcot fans, whether you love the changes or hate them. Um, hey, we didn't talk about one of the biggest things, actually, and probably the most divisive spaceship earth at epcot it is going to be getting some renovations which i think traditional epcot fans and you know fans of the newer disney movies alike can agree the attraction was a little bit dated um however they used the word storytelling right they spoke about it and that frightens me because storytelling to me connotes things like disney characters Mm-hmm. Um, so do you know anything about Spaceship Earth? Not really, no. Okay, so Spaceship Earth is a dark ride with animatronics. Think Haunted Mansion, think Pirates of the Caribbean. But it tells the story of humanity. Yes, I do know about this. And it's narrated by Judy Dench. Yeah. And apparently there's a new narrator as well. And if it's The Rock, I swear to God, <laughs> I can't, can't with that. You can't replace Judy Dench with The Rock. But who's it going to be? It's going to be like... Jimmy Jimmy Fallon or something. Oh my god. Who would it be? Ellen DeGeneres? She already Possibly. does she already does a voice thing, I think, on something. Anyway, we digress. So yes, and um, there's a lot of diehard traditionalist Epcot fans that are very nervous about this and are quite worried that we're gonna see, you know, the Sistine Chapel being painted and Pinocchio like, hello. <laughs> Sounds like it's a small world. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> like Disney the new, characters. yeah, like the small world of this. And that really, 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 really is it now for parks. Shall we move over to movies and kick off with Pixar? Yes, let's. So we finally had our first proper look at Soul, which is coming out next year. Um, we spoke about this a couple of months ago when they first announced that this was going to be their next project. Um, we weren't really sure what the concept was. I mentioned that it kind of reminded me of something, to, you know, a bit similar to Inside Out. And judging from the images they released, again, my kind of ideas are confirmed. It looks very, very similar. It looks almost like it should be a sequel, um, the images that they've released. So we know that Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx are going to be in it. 
and their characters are Tina Fey will be playing a little squishy green thing called 22 thank you I mean I'm getting Stranger Things feels from that yeah. and Jamie Foxx will be playing a human character named Joe Gardner definitely and judging by the look of them so I, for Tina Fey they've only released the image of the little squishy green thing for Jamie Foxx, they've released the human form and then the kind of soul image as well. Um, so, yeah, it definitely is giving me massive inside-out feels. So mm. we'll have to see. What I thought was quite interesting as well, Tash, is when we spoke about soul, you said about the... You, you basically said, is it the idea of the soul and inside-out terms or soul music? And having Jamie Foxx who's got that real kind of soulful presence. I think it could even be a play on the two. I think it is. Judging because they've done a new soundtrack for it. They've got, I can't remember who it is, but they've got a famous American musician composing a new score for it there. They've said it's going to have sort of a lot of jazz music and we know it's set in New York, which has a jazzy history. A jazzy history. So yeah, I think you're completely right. I think it is going to be a complete mix of the two. Absolutely. And the other really exciting Pixar movie that we can all look forward to next year is Onward. Um, This is, of course, the fantastical movie that stars lots of mythological creatures, but not in the form that we normally are used to seeing them. And this does, of course, star Guardians of the Galaxy actor Chris Pratt and Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland. And the panel at the D23 was met with quite a a bit of an uproar really when Tom Holland took to the floor and um, obviously we announced last week that the deal between Sony and Disney um, has come to an end and Sony are not going to be renewing the rights with Disney for the movie so essentially it looks like this might be the end of Tom Holland in that role fans were screaming things like we love you Tom we love you Spider-Man it was pretty chaotic and he simply took to the floor and said I love you 3000 Uh, in true Marvel fashion, obviously a little bit of a dig there as well with that comment. Um, So we still don't know what the future of that relationship looks like. It looks like Disney are definitely still going to be able to use the rights to Spider-Man within um, their parks because we have had a look at a new Spider-Man attraction that's coming out. It's another thing we missed in parks. But yes, we are getting a Spider-Man attraction in Disneyland Paris. That was one bit of Disneyland Paris news that we did get. So it looks like at the moment that relationship in parks and resorts is kind of fine. Um, but this might be the end of Tom in that role. Yeah, and I've, not, I've never seen him in the role, so <laughs> he's actually pretty good. I mean, I kind of gave up with Spider Man halfway through the Andrew Garfield movies. It's like, come on, how many times can you reboot this? I would highly recommend those movies to you. I think you'd like them. I do really like Tom Holland as an actor, so give it a watch. Give it a watch. Shall we stay with Marvel? Let's stay with Marvel. Mercedes, what else have you got? So Black Panther 2 has been announced. It's kind of been rumoured for a while, but um, yeah, that's officially been announced. We've seen some um, posters and and artwork for that movie as well. A little bit of um, negativity around that on social media. Obviously, Black Panther was the first ever Marvel movie to be nominated for an Academy Award, which is pretty big. Um, And obviously the first African-American, you know, black, essentially, character for a Marvel movie, and especially as the hero and predominantly the entire cast were black as well. So really triumphant historical moment. And it all just kind of got shuffled by the wayside. They didn't make a big deal out of the Black Panther 
um, to announcement at all and the panel didn't get very much coverage either so there's been a bit um, of an uproar about that on social media as well um, and we're also getting a new series a new animated Marvel series called Moon Girl and the Devil's Dinosaur which I don't know anything about um, I believe Moon Girl is a traditional classic Marvel character that's not really been explored that Disney are tapping into but other than that I don't know anything um and then this leads me quite nicely onto Disney Plus. And one thing in particular that I am so excited to talk about. I will let you announce this one. Are you sure? You go for it. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you follow me on social media, I already announced it because I was literally on the edge of my seat when I heard about this. So we're getting a new Marvel show uh, movie. I made that mistake on social media as well. We're getting a new Marvel movie. It's definitely a movie. And it's going to be exclusive on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be called Eternals. It kind of reminds me of Heroes. Did you ever watch Heroes? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that kind of thing. It's kind of this misfit group of superheroes with different powers that kind of complement one another. And um, I know, for example, there's a little girl that's been cast and she's a 900-year-old woman trapped inside a little girl's body and stuff like that. So kind of quirky, non-conventional superpowers. Um, Angelina Jolie is in the cast. Sama Hayek is in the cast. Really, really strong cast. Richard Madden is in the cast. That is Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Prince Kit, if you've watched the live-action Cinderella. Or David Budd, if you have watched BBC's Bodyguard. Essentially, if you've watched any of those, you know how epic this is. And not only will Richard Madden be starring in The Eternals, but he will also be joined by his co-star from Game of Thrones, the one, the only, the wickedly talented <laughs> Kit Harrington is going to be in this movie. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this. I'm so excited. <laughs> and not so just because excited. of them. I actually, I like the concept of it. I loved Heroes when it was whenever it was in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, I actually think this sounds like a very interesting concept for a movie. I really, I, I literally can't wait for this. And there's a really cool meme going around at the moment of um, the last time that Rob and John spoke in Game of Thrones. And I think Rob says to him something like, the next time I see you, you'll be dressed in black. And I believe... Um, Kit Harrington's character and this is called like the Black Knight or the, amazing the, I haven't seen the that. Black Soldier or the Black something yeah. the Black something so you know it just gives it a little bit more Game of Thrones excitement um, and we can leg legitimately talk about those actors on this podcast now and it's Disney I know I know amazing. there we go we don't need that buzzer anymore exactly <laughs> um so Tash what else have we got coming out on Disney Plus so also on Disney Plus um something that was announced was Noel which is a Christmas movie which is going to be starring Anna Kendrick and his name has completely gone from my head Bill know. Hader that's the one I don't know who um, that is who is that he is the guy he is in Oh my god, what's he in? Put you on the spot. I know. I'm trying to think what he's in now. I don't. I don't even recognise him. He's in loads of stuff, but I can't really name you anything specific. I feel like he's in a lot of films I'm not really into, like a lot of those like American, American comedy I films know, like that I'm not really into. Yeah, like that. Those, but like those kind of films. I'm gonna have to look this up afterwards. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's a new Christmas movie which is coming to Disney Plus for Christmas, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it tells the story of Anna and Bill's characters. Anna is the, char the character of Noel. Their father is Santa Claus, and I believe that they are taking over his duties. 
So, yeah, it will be an interesting one to see. I think we're definitely due a new Christmas movie for Disney, so that will be one to catch this year. Absolutely. If we have Disney Plus here. Oh, we won't. We definitely won't get I it this know. year, I don't think. If they think for one second that I'm not going to stream that Eternals when it comes out, they've got another thing coming. Well, this is the thing. They're just shooting themselves in the foot because everyone is just going to stream it. Absolutely. And I think um, I did see as well that some of the um, initial price plans are starting to come out. And this is purely off the top of my head, so I might have remembered this incorrectly, so don't take me to, you know, don't take my word for this. I think it was $170 a year. It's a lot. A year? A year. I don't think that's that much. No. I do, when you think Netflix is like five quid. That's not right. It worked out like four pounds. I think... I think it was $170 for like three years or something. Oh, okay. Because I remember it being a really long, pres- um, not prescription. <laughs> Help me, I've got anxiety. <laughs> Here's a Disney Plus subscription service. Um, That's all you need. Yeah. No, it was a really long subscription I saw actually. Maybe it's three years. Maybe it's $170. That would make more sense, I for think. For three years. I know that yeah. I worked it out on my calculator. 170 divided by uh, three. Is that what I'm trying to do? No. 36. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. It's one hundred and seventy dollars US dollars for three years. But again, I was like, a three-year subscription. That's How a long. Random. Yeah, that is random. That kind of maybe they're going to do all the great things in like the first year, <laughs> and after that, it's just going to go downhill. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I thought the same. Like, oh yeah, we'll break you in. The Mandalorian, Kenobi, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, exactly. and then oh no, now you can just watch Pixar movies and Pixar shorts. <laughs> Exactly. Hopefully not. But um, yeah. Any other Disney Plus news that we haven't mentioned oh, yet? I feel like we've exhausted Disney Plus. And there, we already discussed there's going to be a Falcon and the Winter Soldier show um, that's going to be on Disney Plus. But it has been announced that Chris Evans is going to be reprising the role of old Steve within that. I completely appreciate that I'm speaking gobbledygook to you, Tash. You are. But for, any, <laughs> for any Avengers fans out there, um, you will get to see Chris Evans as the captain one last time. And on that note, shall we move over to live action movies? Let's. So I know we've kind of gone in all areas here. We're not sticking in a linear, but let's go back to live action. So <laughs> one of the ones I'm a little bit apprehensive about but also very intrigued is one that we already knew about the jungle cruise so we've known for a while that this is going to be coming we know it stars emily blunt mary poppins and uh the rock himself so that to me no disrespect to the man at all but i i just think it's going to be a bit of a joke this film but didn't you like him as maui loved him as maui thought it was great but i thought it was going to be Maui. no i don't think it's going to be maui all over again I haven't I haven't seen Jumanji, but apparently that new Jumanji is actually quite good. Is it? See, I think it's going to be exactly like that, yeah. and I didn't like the look of that. I, I haven't seen it, but I have heard good things about that, so potentially that's where... Do you know what's quite interesting as well? I was thinking this. They're both going to have two attractions, because Maui is going to um, be, I would assume, mm. in the Moana attraction, and then the Jungle Cruise, and then Emily Blunt will be on the Jungle Cruise, and also she's getting a Mary Poppins... Very true. The Mary Poppins attraction is literally like the carousel from the movie. I'm going to be really annoyed. Could be. A carousel. A carousel. You'll walk down Cherry Tree Lane. It could be a carousel that like 
like you take you come off the carousel like in the that movie, would be amazing. and then it's done with like yeah. screen technology. Anyway, we've gone back to parts and resorts. There'll probably be some sort of chimney. Chimney. Oh, what would be really yeah. cool is if, if you they'd never be able to do this, but like if Disney could defy gravity and you could go in the house where they all like float up, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I, I'm I'm visualizing, and if it's not this, I'm going to be nothing but disappointed. A carousel where you go around and then you take off, and then you you're going around on the carousel. And if it's anything, other so it would be that, like a dark ride. Yes, yeah. that would be cool. It's funny though, because the first thing I thought when I heard about it was Peter Pan mm, flying over London. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought, and I don't want that. I no, do want I don't that. think they can do that. It'd be too similar to Peter Pan. Anyway, anyway we digress. <laughs> so yeah, the Jungle Cruise. I'm actually quite looking forward to this. No, um, you're not. I in a strange way I want to see what they do with it because obviously I know you hate the Jungle Cruise I quite like the Jungle Cruise I like the whole like, I love what I like about it is how the cast members get so into that but ride the cast members aren't going to be in the movie no I know but that's why I'm excited to see what they what they did how have they made a story out of it because it is literally just you're going around and seeing some animals I'm I mean, intrigued to see what they do with it this is going to go one of two ways and I think I know which it's either going to be a, another Pirates of the Caribbean it has got Emily Blunt in it which gives it a little bit more gravitas I feel like she you know she's at the, the peak of her career right now she wants to sign up yeah, for something I think it's going to be more jovial than that well well, this is, the rock. well then that brings me to my second point <laughs> of it could be another haunted mansion with eddie murphy i think you're probably more along the right line i think so <laughs> do we need another haunted mansion-esque movie no no, no we don't i no, just want to see what they do with it but anyway and uh another emily as well that has had some exciting disney announcement the d23 um is i can't remember her surname <laughs> <laughs> emma stone and her, well her real name's emily yeah yeah, that was my continuous link and I couldn't remember her name. Um, Emma Stone, Cruella, we've known that she's going to be Cruella for quite some time, but we've finally got our first look at her in the title character role. Um, quite gothic, quite... Very gothic, well. quite draggy. It gave me very, like, Frank, Frankenweiner from Rocky Horror. Frankenfurter. Frankenweenie. I was thinking of that. Frankenfurter from uh, Rocky Horror. It was giving me those kind of vibes. But yeah, yeah very gothic. Yeah. I quite liked it. I actually have really high expectations for this. I mean, something we'll probably talk about later when we watch the live action um, trailer at the end of this episode is the 101 Dalmatians live action because I really like that. And I think the way that the um, dogs are in that works really well. And I know that this is going to be, the Lady and the Tramp's going to be different, which is why I think I'm not going to enjoy it. But anyway, I'm kind of digressing, going off a tangent, but it is relevant. Um, I love Glenn Close in that live action 101 Dalmatians. I actually really enjoy that movie. And I think it's probably people forget that these live action movies haven't just been happening recently it's right exactly yeah and that is a great one yeah it's a really good example of a live action done well and um yeah i think the timing of that and everything was brilliant so i am actually quite excited about emma stone um in the role of cruella despite forgetting her name i do actually really like emma stone definitely um, yeah. and the thing to remember with this one as well is it is not a live action remake it is a prequel it is cruella's story um, kind of pre 101 Dalmatians so it is an original story it is indeed um yeah and she's an Oscar winner she know? is yeah she's I love, love me a bit of Emma Stone exactly um moving swiftly on uh over to Tasha's favorite topic Star Wars oh lovely 
So another movie that we can all look forward to this Christmas is The Rise of Skywalker. We got our first glimpse into that movie during the D23. They put together a lovely little piece. Um, it showed some flashbacks from some of the original movies, some of the prequels from the 90s, and then some of the more current movies. And there's one clip in particular that's got everyone really excited. We saw Ray, um, our heroine, wearing a black cape, wielding a red double-headed lightsaber. Now, obviously, the last time we saw this lightsaber used was by Darth Maul, although this one does look different and it opens slightly differently. And I believe it has been depicted in one of the Star Wars animated series previously. So I'm sure it does have a whole backstory. But as I said earlier, I'm a fair weather Star Wars fan. So that is where my knowledge runs out, I'm afraid. But yes, lots of people are talking now about the potential of the light and dark within Rey. Is she going to go over to the dark side? Um, who knows? I think another really lovely thing to comment on for this movie is that when they were talking about it at the D23, they did say that it was almost like a love letter to Carrie Fisher and that she would have been really pleased with the movie and that her character, Princess Leia, is really integral to the movie. So that is a really lovely little homage to her um, and I'm personally really pleased about that. Good. I don't have much to add to that. No, I didn't think you <laughs> would. But we need no. Maybe that's it, Tash. We keep saying you're going to watch these movies. Maybe that is the goal because it's the last one of this little trilogy. So maybe that Christmas we'll go to the cinema together. Yeah. What I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and do one a week. Yeah, that's achievable. Yeah. That's I think doable. maybe we could document that. Well, that's. Podcast. I know. I know. I think it'd be a good plan. I'm thinking my insights week by week. Yes. So if there's no more Star Wars news to report, let's go back to Disney Animation um, with a look at Raya and the Last Dragon, from Ray to Raya. Um, nice. <laughs> I know, thank you. Um, so they've released the logo for this and some concept art, um, which looks very exciting. It's kind of very in keeping with what they're doing at the moment, where they are kind of creating a very inspirational, strong female character, this is no different to that. So we know our main character, our female lead, Rhea, is going to be a very strong kind of independent warrior. Reminds me very much of Moana and Merida from Brave. So that's great. We know it takes place in the fictional land of Kamandra, which is based on a lot of Southeast Asian cultures. I believe they did a lot of research in places like Laos, Thailand, Vietnam. So it'll be very interesting to see how they kind of tie all of that together. I believe that they want the setting to be quite realistic um obviously while still being animated so yeah i'm very excited about this they've also released pictures of sisu the dragon um not kind of how i pictured it in the beginning i'm not interested are you not not at all no i, I mean we all know how i feel about moana i'm worried that we're slipping into our second experimental era i literally said that the other day Did to you? my husband yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a really bad i think this feeling about this, this ex- Solo, yeah say. this this era will be known as the, the strong independent women the strong independent <laughs> teens <laughs> strong independent ah, strong independent pubescent teen girls yeah, i i really well, there's nothing wrong with that but i do i i, I kind of do know what you mean i the reason i'm looking forward to it is because i'm excited to see how they kind of pull those cultures together oh absolutely and, and i think that you know the, the, the elements that i do really love of moana and i spoke about this in ohana last week when we were chatting i love the animation and i do love that scene at the beginning with that really soft nicole shirt singer song and the water the animation of the water there is lovely and all of the elements from the polynesian culture i love i'm you know i'm 
massively into that. It's the same with Brave. I love the Scottish culture there and the music and everything. That's not what I don't like about Moana. What I don't like about Moana, the characters, I think they're weak and poorly developed and the narrative is non-existent in my mind. Um, Also, the cynic in me, again, you know how we always say that the trolls in Frozen are basically Disney saying like, oh, damn it, we need to compete with the minions. I was just thinking of how to train your dragon. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Dragons are very in at the moment. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like Harry Potter. Everyone's got a dragon apart from yeah. Disney. Yeah. They've got Pete's dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons and dinosaurs. Yeah. A lot of people are raving about them at the moment. Absolutely. So definitely. We all know what happened with the good dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. So I feel like Disney should steer clear of mythological beasts. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're, they're I think you're right. I think they're definitely easing into their their next wave. Um I think, I think I think I think the real it will all hang in the next release after they announce whatever's released after whatever they announce after this. Yeah. So obviously before Raya and the Last Dragon, we do have another Disney animated movie, and that is of course Frozen Two. So maybe Frozen Two will be the end of this era. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm really really excited about Frozen Two. Um, I know that like everyone is sick to death of Frozen, but I'm really not. I love Frozen. Um, we did announce last week that the Frozen celebration is going to be on at Disneyland Paris from January through till March. And obviously that's going to tie in really nicely with the release of Frozen 2. Um, so, yes, all we know really is that, um, you know, that we didn't know already is that the story is going to look into why does Elsa have powers and um, also Elsa is not going to be getting a love interest which I think is good I think um but again going down your thing about the strong independent women yeah um but yeah you know you've got Anna and Kristoff to nicely offset that and balance that which I think is quite nice um we've also been giving a little bit of a look into some of the voice actors that are going to be joining the likes of Jonathan Crawford, Ina Menzel, Kristen Bell and also Josh Gad um when those four came out on stage at the D23 I was like this is a strong cast it is a strong cast that's like what a strong vocal talent looks like um everything on the Frozen movies in my mind is perfect because I will not have a bad word said about them um so yes I'm really really looking forward to Frozen 2. Um, what's quite interesting as well, Tash, is you know that little snowflake icon that they're using for the Frozen 2 movie at the moment? I saw a tweet the other day um, from Jennifer Lee, the director of Frozen, and basically some sort of like glacier scientist had tweeted her saying like, I think you'll find that a traditional snowflake has six stems on it, like your first Frozen poster. And she responded saying, you're absolutely right. Maybe this, uh, what makes you think this is a snowflake? Ooh. Yeah. So I think there's like some sort of other supernatural working on happening in this movie, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, And Tash, do you want to do the honours? We've just mentioned Frozen Celebration there. Do do you want to tell our listeners our exciting bit of news yes. as well so very very exciting news last week we announced that i will be making the voyage to walt disney world next year i'm very excited about that but before that trip mercedes and i have just booked a trip to disneyland paris i'm so excited so excited so we haven't been the last part we went to was shanghai and that was in 2016 yeah. when it opened we have also been to disneyland paris once before 
that was in 2007, 2008, 2008, 2008. So it's been 11 years since we last been, we last, uh, we last went to Paris. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this the trip thing, has been a long time coming. But for you, I'm really excited as well, because it's been 11 years since you went that there. That was the last time yeah. I went. And I can't remember a lot of that no, trip, really, and I weirdly. Think, I think like, I've said this before, and um, with no disrespect to my parents, because I, you know, I love the fact that they took me to Disneyland, but when you first go without your parents, it's really exciting because you can finally do all the stuff you want to do and not go on. It's a small world, although I'm sure Tash will make sure I have to go on that abomination. Oh, I'm not even bothered about it, but I'm going to make you go on it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm really excited to like take you to certain restaurants and have cocktails at the Cafe Fantasia and have a more adult experience. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, So yes, if you've got any tips Tash and I um, for Disneyland Paris during Frozen Celebration. I last went to Disneyland Paris in 2018, so last year. So if there's anything that's happened since then or any little, um, you know, food recommendations, you know how much I love food, by all means get in touch touch with us. Yes. In touch with us. (laughs) See, it's it's catching. It is catching. And again, we will be talking a lot more about this as it gets closer. So we are going in January. We will be doing an episode um, with all our tips of booking, who we book through, where we're staying, our plans, our itineraries. We'll then be following up with a breakdown afterwards. So do stay tuned for that. And if there is anything you want to know, of course, as always, get in touch. Yes, you can contact us on Twitter at ChatDisneyUK. And Instagram at ChatDisney. Now, I was going to add that The Simpsons have got a new movie spin-off coming. Do we have to? I think we'll leave it there for today. (laughs) Shall we head into our final part of the episode? Let's. Let's look at our live trailer review of Lady and the Tramp. So what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. So Mercedes has not yet seen the live-action Lady and the Tramp trailer that Disney released last week. It is going to be coming to Disney Plus from November the 12th. Um, So yeah, let's see what her first thoughts are. Okay, looks quite elegant. Oh, puppy! Oh, she's so cute. It's all good. Yes. All nice. Like oh, I like it. Brace yourself. Indeed. Well, oh. I've got no She's so cute. I think I actually want to cross the spine So sweet. Oh, those eyes. Wait for it. Every day could be an adventure. Oh, no. <laughs> that was trash talking. I love this version of Bollock Bella Nautica. I actually really like it apart from talking. Are they they're real dogs, aren't they? They are real dogs. Or oh, trusty dog. I really like it. Now that's a CGI dog. You can tell when it's a real dog and when it's a CGI. That's CGI. Oh, I actually really like the look of it. See. This is kind of what I said about last week. The trailer starts off lovely, and it's when Lady is a real dog. It's as soon as the crossover happens with the CGI, and as soon as Tramp starts talking, it cheapens it. And you can tell when it's a real dog and it's the CGI. You can massively tell. Yeah, I think 
they should have done a 101 Dalmatians or a Homeward Bound where they have the dog almost thinking the thought and it's just over the top. To be honest, do they even... I guess there are lots of moments where those creatures um, are kind of the only ones that are around, but do they even need talking? I feel like you could tell that story without having them speak. They should have explored more interesting ways of doing it. I definitely think voiceovers would have been better. Yeah, definitely. Because I, 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 I agree. I think it actually looks okay when it's yeah. just like the beginning. But all I will say is even with Tramp's mouth moving and the CGI animals, it looks a damn sight better than The Lion King. Yeah, I would 100%. agree with that. I, I, agree. I actually am going to watch this and I actually am looking forward to it. I think also... I don't really like Lady and the Tramp that much anyway, so I kind of feel a little bit like I'm not invested in it, so I haven't really got anything to lose. Whereas when, like, The Lion King was done, obviously I'm not a massive fan of The Lion King, but I do really like it. Yeah, Lion King is a classic, isn't it? Exactly. Whereas Lady, the Tramp is, Lady and the Tramp is not really anyone's favourite film. Well, someone's. Well, maybe someone's. got to be someone's. <laughs> Might be my sister's. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, um, did you notice in the trailer as well the two poodles? I feel like they've replaced the Siamese cats. Ah, mm. I didn't notice that. Clever. So they're going to be Aunt Sarah's dogs rather than her evil cat quite possibly who knows we only get a very quick glimpse yeah of them, i think so. you're right because they had those kind of like colorful coats on if i yeah. remember rightly pampered pooches yeah. literally yeah and they're very you know, stereotypical kind of as you say pampered pooch yeah dog, so. definitely mm. yeah wow okay well that is everything that tash and i have got in store for you this week so yes lots of d23 announcements Tash and I are going to Disneyland Paris. And of course, just to finish that off, the new Lady and the Tramp live movie, which will be coming to Disney Plus. Check out the trailer on YouTube if you haven't already done so. Do tune in next week for more exciting chat Disney stuff. Yes, we will be chatting more Disney. We will. Yes. See you soon. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.